Yeah, Union City Horror. What up? What's going on, everybody? Um, so today we've got uh, part two of our episode with Best of B Horror. Um, if you heard the last interview, thank you so much. Um, got a couple um, people reaching out saying that they, they really enjoyed um, checking out his Instagram page. So that was awesome. Um, this one is going to be, like I said, part two. This is the actual movie review portion of that um, whole sit down with Jake over at Best of Be Horror. Um, we watched a movie this uh, that go around called Aerobicide. Aerobicide, um, or known as Killer Workout, is a movie that inspired Jake um, to start his Instagram page. There was a lot more to that, um, like a lot of underlying factors to that. So if you haven't already checked it out, go back, listen to the interview. Um, that's a good kind of a prerequisite for this one here. But uh, yeah, um, enjoy the next hour and a half. It's all about aerobicide. Um, check us out on Instagram at Mutant City Horror. Obviously, Spotify, Mutant City Horror, or continue to reach out um, through email. MutantCityHorror at gmail.com. See you guys later. What? Welcome, Matt. Hi. Matt, this is Jake. Jake, this is Matt. Hey, Matt. How you doing? What'd you think? Oh, man, so many things to say. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to tell you this right now. I actually really did like this movie. I did. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I could see why you like it. I mean... I, it's terrible. We can all admit it's it's not a good movie, but right. it's funny because you have to like, I have trouble, like I, you know, I do letterbox where you're, you're ranking movies and like, I have trouble deciding what to give bad movies that I love because like, I don't want to give the impression that I think that this bad movie is so much better than this good movie that I don't like. But right. it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a tough back and forth there. You know, it's, yeah, funny? it's a terrible movie, but I really love it. What, what's funny about that is that in our early days of the podcast um, on YouTube, we were ranking movies at the end. And then like we, I think then tried to like rank movies in like the opposite order. So like we were ranking them on how bad they were. So if it was a one, that's like the worst movie or rating you can give to a movie. So it was like a gold mine for us. And then oh. it just got a little bit confusing because we drink. And so by the end of the podcast, we'd be so drunk that we're like, wait, uh, you know, trying to do like drunk math and figure out what the rating was. And then at a certain <laughs> point we just kind of ditched it. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. That it's so, it's so bad. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good that was, yeah. That was the point of going backwards on the scale. Yeah. Because I was, you know, that as, as far as that, that goes, I was just like, dude, like, if if we're really watching these movies based on the, their quality and stuff like that, we we got to give some recognition somewhere. Yeah, they're and, always uh, going to be like a low rating, right? Like, it's just going to be, you know, if we're if we're rating it on quality and you know, uh, well, the, production, it's, then it's always going to be low. But we're rating it on its badness, so it's going to rank high on whatever scale we use. See, even now I still don't understand the math. <laughs> I think you looked into the math a little too much. <laughs> Again, I'm the analytical one. So yeah, that makes sense. No, no, I, I know. That's why. Cause uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, the whole thing, uh, 
the whole thing was like personal preference. Like that that's what I was going for as far as that goes and stuff like that. But then you started adding the tidbit where you're adding our both of our um ratings together to make <laughs> oh, an overall make an average. Yeah. Again. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what is he doing? <laughs> like like well, I, I felt like the sole purpose was to see like how how partial we are to like whatever it is we're watching based on you know like based on how you thought it was versus how I thought it was, yeah. you know, like, you know, well, it doesn't help. Whatever. When, it, it didn't work either way. Right. It it doesn't help when, you know, we were drinking like bottles of whiskey during the show, you know, and then in the end, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. That's gotta be hard. <laughs> well, Matt, you're joining at the perfect time. Um, Jake was just about to give us a synopsis of, um, killer workout or aerobicide, depending on what part of the planet you live on. Oh, it's aerobicide. There's well, no question. <laughs> Did it say aerobicide on the copy of the movie that you watched? It actually said both on Weird. the one that I watched. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's. I just. I think aerobicide is a far superior title, despite the fact uh, that killer workout seems to be the official title everywhere. Like, how do you? How, Killer workout is so generic. Why? Why would you ever go with that over aerobicide? Just so I, I only refer to to it as aerobicide. Okay, I, I will just say that from <laughs> here on out, we will refer to it only as aerobicide. And when I <laughs> when I post this, it will be the the title will be aerobicide. Um, I mean, it's up to you. you I'm not I'm not going to stop you from doing it. <laughs> hey man, no, we're only here because of you, so we'll yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, so. Have you guys, so are you guys familiar with the Pryor brothers, David A. Pryor and Ted Pryor? No. No, so, I can't say that. So David is the writer director of the movie and he may have even been the editor. And then Ted is uh, Chuck Dawson. He's the, the, the ripped dude who's, uh, who's investigating. Okay. And uh, so they have been making movies since like the early eighties. They made so many movies. They're all, pretty much this quality but they also in the same year as this movie was released they released another movie called deadly prey take a couple of the men and go get another runner a mean one in nam he was the perfect killer now he'll have to prove it again run you're gonna die mike danton is deadly prey danton you know him know him i trained him they turned the killer loose on themselves troy donahue fritz matthews and cameron mitchell star in a film so violent it cannot be rated viewer caution advised killer and teacher face off in a final battle only one can survive in deadly prey which is a massive cult it's not a horror movie. It's an action movie. It is completely bonkers. It's basically most dangerous game, um, but with a much smaller budget and a lot more death and just nonsensical. They basically just kidnap a, a, a bunch of military guys, kidnap a guy, throw him in the woods, and then he just starts picking them off one by one. He's wearing... Jean shorts, uh, right? Cut off, cut off jean shorts, yes. and that's it. No shoes, no shirt, no weapon, except for a knife at the beginning. 
And that's this guy, that's Ted Pryor. And he is in like the best shape of his life. So they made that movie, which, I mean, they, there's uh, there's Prey Day every year. on. It's a big deal on Instagram where everybody watches Deadly Prey. So there's that movie. And then there's this movie, which does not get nearly enough recognition. Uh, I don't know which one they made first, but they both came out in 87. They have huge ties because Ted Pryor is in both movies. Fritz Matthews, who was Jimmy in this movie, he's in both movies. Uh, David Campbell, who's the cop in this movie, he's also the villain in that movie. Um, it's it's just, there's a lot of crossover with them. So anyways, Aerobicide is about Rhonda's workout, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, it's a It's a fitness gym uh, aerobics gym studio in uh i believe los angeles yes. i don't know it may not be que- said questionable the the estate yeah because uh, it if it does take place in los angeles it totally doesn't look like it but so okay. i know that i know that he shot most of his movies in alabama where they're from so it's possible that it is just alabama but i feel like they try to set movies in the more desirable locations, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, I, I, yeah, no. It, they, it, it uh, in some of this, in some of the stuff that I've read online, whether IMDb, IMDb or Wikipedia or whatever, all of it says that the movie uh, takes place in Los Angeles, and okay. I think is is shot in Los Angeles. So Los oh, Angeles proper. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is when he, he they moved on up and they they got to LA, I guess. Um. So Rhonda's workout. There, there's, there's a, there's a. A lot of murder happening in this gym for some reason. We don't really know what's going on, but people are getting picked off. Uh, A random ripped dude decides to come and start working there, and he seems to be investigating it along with a cop who's also investigating it, who seems really bad at his job. I don't know. Everyone seems bad at their job (laughs) in this movie. Um, And... What am I? What, I mean, that, that, that's pretty much the gist of it. People are getting picked off. Oh, and the, the murder weapon, for some reason, is a giant safety pin. God, a fucking safety pin, man. Matt did the same thing I did, which was like to take a, he, he did a double take, right? It was like, wait a minute, was that a safety pin? Yeah. The thing is huge. Yeah, it's like it's, comical huge. It's, yeah, I don't even know what. It would. I mean, is it for like a diaper or something? I don't know what it's. What do you use a safety you, pin that big for? You know, I was I was thinking about that same question, but when you said diaper, I was like, oh well, you know, there you go. Maybe, maybe. an adult diaper. Maybe. But even maybe. then, I think it's so big. Like it's like I feel like it's the size of like a baby arm or like a baby leg. Like it's just too big. But it also makes me laugh because of how easily it penetrates. Like both. Like it goes right into a guy's forehead. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. that's a sharp ass safety pin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, did I leave anything out here? That's that's pretty much the. No, the, I think the, yeah, the, no, that was yeah, good. I think that yeah. wraps it up. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Um, the movie starts with um this girl walking into her apartment, checking her answer machine. Which, like, of all the movies that I've seen, they've always been like the digital ones. I've never seen one where like you have to like move the knob to like play your messages. And I, you know, I was born in 81. So like we had answer machines and I've never seen one like that before. And this is 87. So uh, maybe I was too young to notice, but 
she uh, I think her name is Veronica, right? In the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she gets this message that she's going to be on the cover of Cosmos. Hey, Valerie, I'm one of your sauce, babe. You got the job. Tomorrow morning, you're on your way to Paris to shoot the cover of Cosmopolitan. Hey, Valerie, I'm one of your sauce, babe. You got the job. Tomorrow morning, you're on your way to Paris to shoot the cover of Cosmopolitan. Look, I told him you had a great tan, so make sure you do. Ciao, babe. So she runs out to the all-night 24-7 tanning salon, which... <laughs> with a massive tanning bed. Oh my god, that thing was freaking huge. I think somebody on the cast actually made that thing. Oh, it's probably Fritz. <laughs> Fritz Matthews is, is like a man of many skills, I think. Fritz Matthews <laughs> built the tanning bed shown at the start of the film. There yeah, you go. Yeah. But it was so funny because I was watching it and she's you know, she gets lit up, she starts frying from the inside and was like how did that even happen? You know, usually you see somebody like break it or tamper with it. And then like, it just started melting her and it was like, oh, okay. I, I yeah. guess that's a thing. There's a lot of unexplained stuff that happens in this movie that you're just like, well, wait, it, are they going to get to that? And then they never really do. <laughs> I, I need to get myself to the place where I remember that logic has no place in any of these movies, but I still enjoy it. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. They and definitely then, did a very uh they they diligently tried to hide who the person is. I will Veronica. say yeah, I will say um yeah, all back shots, right? All back shots, you don't get to see her face. Um and I didn't I caught that, but it didn't register with me. It was just like whatever. No big deal, I guess. His or her, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um yeah, no, like, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But, yeah, it's something you said kind of, like, ignited something I was going to talk about about that. But Was it a tanning bed? Was well, no, but that's another thing. It was open like 24 that. hours? You're like, nobody tampered with it. I was thinking of, like, that movie Final Destination, you know. Where, oh, where yeah. That girl died in the day. I was like, nobody tampered with that either. They yeah, have, but she had uh, death <laughs> That is definitely a horror trope. I, I feel like I've seen it in a few movies where they're just like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's have them, have them burn up in a tanning bed. Sure Fear the not. tanning bed. It's cringy, though, because, like, I, I've I've been burnt. You know, I've burned myself on stuff. So, like, to imagine just being burnt head to toe like that is like, oh. I mean, I guess it has scared me off. I, I was never interested in getting in a tanning bed. I've never been in a tanning bed, and I don't think I want to get in a tanning bed. I, I don't see that being comfortable at all. Like, I, yeah. you know, I don't care how much I need a tan. Well, I personally, I don't. But, like, <laughs> I don't care if I needed one that bad. I don't think I'd go by route of a tanning bed. I think I'd just do the normal thing, just lay out in the sun or some shit. Yeah. Or the lotion. <laughs> the lotion, Yeah. <laughs> All right, so homegirl dies, and she burns up. Well, she burns up. We don't know that she died. We just saw her burn up. And then it switches scenes to an aerobic studio, which is like the intro. We get the credits of the movie, which seemed like it went on for like a good six or seven minutes. Oh, and yeah. It, it reminded yeah. me, it's just girls doing aerobics to like typical 80s like pop music. And it reminded me of that scene of John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis in Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which, yeah, there's no question that, that there was like an aerobics, like a spandex boom going on in the in the mid to late '80s. I'll be honest, I really kind of liked that, especially, and I liked it about this movie too. Like they really pulled that one off really well. I was like, I feel like right at home, you know. Like it, it just yeah. reminds me of like every movie I've seen as a kid and stuff. And I'm like even dating it back to uh, I, I don't know if you remember like the Toxic Avenger. Dude, you know, I like, wrote a note I, in my note. I wrote notes and I put and I put in my notes the locker the female locker room when they start when they show like uh, at the end of that whole opening credit uh, scene and it's all the aerobics and then they cut to the locker room and the girls are showering and they're leaving for the night and the one girl's in there by herself and they're you know the I think it was. Who came to check? It wasn't Rhonda. It was Jamie. Jamie, the instructor, who showed up late, right? She she pulls up in her Porsche, wearing, wearing like red stilettos. Porsche. Yeah. Like in her in her heels. Like what what aerob- did the aerobic studios pay that well in the 80s that you can be an instructor and afford a Porsche? Or like was she just like arm candy to some guy and like that? I was gonna say she got a sugar daddy. <laughs> Every single person in this movie drives a sports car. Yes, except mm. for the cop. Yeah, yeah. well, he I drives a issue. beater. Yeah, and every issue. other person in the movie drives a nice car. It's really strange. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. thought it was funny that she shows up late. She shows up wearing nothing but like red stilettos and like this black, like what can only be described as like a bikini. And then she's walking from the parking lot into the aerobic studio like that. It was like, what person in their right mind just kind of walks around like that? But when that's the craze back then, I, I guess. So well, she- I think it's her gear. It's it's her it's her uh, uniform. Yeah, I didn't realize. But that's what's so odd. Why is she wearing the heels? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize until she walked in that it was right. uh, the the so the lady who runs the place is Rhonda Rhonda's workout. She's the one leading the 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 workout until so we find out that you know she's making up for Jamie because Jamie was late and they got into an argument. So I was like, okay, she's the instructor, but then like she showed up in heels at the same time. Like I couldn't imagine driving a stick shift in heels and I don't know. There's all kinds of eighties. Uh, all over the place but she's the one that ends up finding um our first murder victim right so there's one girl who gets left behind in the locker room she's um taking a shower everyone's gone and then out of nowhere she just starts getting attacked by somebody with this big ass fucking safety pin and i thought the effect was cool because she finally got stabbed in the neck and she held it and then like you could see the blood just kind of like pulsing out and i was like okay that was kind of cool now, I didn't know that that was going to be the murder weapon for the entire movie. So I was like, hey, that's a cool scene. That's a cool murder. And then um, I thought there was going to be something different later. But um, as she was, you know, as she was, uh, as Jamie was walking through the locker room, I couldn't help but notice that that locker room seemed very similar to the one on uh, Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> so to Matt's point. Yeah. I, uh, it is it is a real locker room, I believe. I I, I think uh, I read that um, they were just shooting in an aerobic studio, uh, and they shot it over like three weeks, and they were just working there at night. Like they, yep. it was open there in the day, and then they yep. shoot at night. The script was written in six days. The movie was shot in three weeks, and it was mostly done at night. Yeah, and it's funny because that that B roll of the aerobics workout in the beginning 
is used over and over again in the movie. Over and over again. I would say I counted eight times. Eight times. Eight times in the movie that we see there. Well, there are eight times. Eight times that we see dance sequences. Okay. So sometimes they don't get reused. You know, there's the scenes where Jamie's actually leading the class. Okay. But there are eight dance numbers in this movie. Like they they knew what they were doing with this movie. Like it is what it is. There's TNA and there's gore. Yeah. And I, I think is. I wrote. I think I wrote in my notes. I was like, did the sports bra not exist? at this time yet because nobody was wearing any i don't think it did no plus plus it was kind of a fashion statement back then that's why i wanted to go back to the heels thing when you were talking about i was like man there was a lot of fashion back then yeah Yeah. especially like for people that age you know the young staying fit like you know right trying to be out there so yeah yeah but um shit forgot where it was at yeah so they they wrote it in six days shot it in three weeks mostly at night oh you had mentioned that it was an actual aerobic studio i had made a note was like is this somebody's house because like (laughs) where the guys work out it seems like they just walk downstairs to like a basement you know it was like i i couldn't tell if it was someone's house i mean i guess it's a gym but yeah i don't remember what that how those how those aerobic studios worked back then yeah same well i never knew it's confusingly yeah. set up too, because it's got that one stationary bike that's just sitting right next to the to the uh, dance floor there, and it's just like, why? Is, why is there one bike? Right is that there the one that the uh, Fat Luigi they, was on? Yeah, yeah. They keep showing the fat person on the on the bike. There's always someone on that single bike, dude. It's really strange. That fat guy that they had on there was wearing the Luigi outfit. He was just oh, missing yeah. the gloves, dude. It was a green overalls with like a dark blue undershirt. I was like. That is totally Luigi. <laughs> it's so strange. It's like, is it a, is it a joke? I don't know why they have the fat guy riding the bike. Like, why is the fat guy here? I I think the fat guy in the eighties was always like the butt of the joke. So maybe they just threw it in for, like, hey, look how sexy our gym is. But then also like, look how funny it is at the same time. Maybe this guy is yeah. that we're never gonna see again. <laughs> All right, Matt. So first girl dies in the shower, right? She gets poked in the neck with the safety pin. Um, medics come to pick her up, right? And I was like, I told my wife, I was like, kind of bad taste with the white body bag. Because like, then you get all the like, the blood and the, the juices on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just going to look gross. You know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's an odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but wait, you left out one thing. The locker room thing with Jamie, where she's in the locker room, she pulls out a jock strap. Yeah. She's sniffing a jock strap for some reason. And then she goes into an oh, and the Rhonda catches her. But then she also goes into another locker and there's a hand. Oh, yeah, hand where like it just out. falls out. It yeah. falls out. There's a fake hand that falls out, and then the girl falls out of the lock, the other lo- a different locker. And there is no explanation for why there's a fake hand in that locker. And it's not the only time we see it, too. They show it later. No, the cop has it, too. Like, why is there a hand in that locker? It doesn't make any sense. And nobody asked about it, either. No one mentions it, except when the cop runs into it, also. Yeah. Yeah, to file that under, uh, you know, weird things that happen. 
Okay, so um, so Jamie finds the girl in the locker. She falls out. They call the people. They come pick her up. Um, and then from there, it just kind of picks up in the murders. Well, you meet you meet Morgan. I'm not some other cop. Name's Morgan, detective lieutenant in charge of this investigation. Mm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like that guy. He reminded yeah. me of the uh, detective from uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Real big, tall, stocky. Nonsensical. Yeah. Same deal. He's just like he he's like a character that are you supposed to root for him to solve this crime? Or are you like, I don't want this guy to solve the crime? It's the same deal. The guy in Butcher Baker, he's like a super racist, like homophobic yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Can't you can't really root for him. And it's the same deal with this guy. He seems like he's kind of an idiot. Yeah. Hard ass kind of. Yeah. Oh, when he busts out my favorite comeback ever, which when they're when they're leaving. Uh, he's like, oh, you guys are going to be seeing a lot more of me. You're going to be seeing a lot more of me. I can hardly wait. And she says, oh, I can hardly wait. And there's this long pause. Yeah. And then he just goes, yeah. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, yeah. was he supposed to say something else? I don't, it's, it's good, really right? Strange. Yeah. It would be funny if that's like what, like what happened. He like totally forgot his line. He was just like, "All right, let's yeah. do it." <laughs> that's it. Well, I can see him at the typewriter, to, you know, writing the script, and then yeah. he pauses for three seconds and replies, "Yeah." <laughs> All right, Matt. What about from there? Um, if I recall correctly, uh, after what you guys were talking about, there was, uh, the second murder, right? So we meet the detective, right? He comes in to help solve the crime. Right. Uh, Oh, we got to meet Chuck, Chuck Dawson, Mr. Mr. Muscles, Ted Pryor. Did he come in at the same time as as the the cop? I, I think he shows up, uh. Before, before the next murder, who's the next murder? Oh, I can't remember. I don't know her name. Murder is. I took notes here. Uh, wasn't it Diane? No, no, this is earlier. Yeah, this is. We definitely meet Chuck Dawson because Chuck Dawson. No, it's Chuck. Is it's, protagonist. Who the hell are you? Hi, I'm Chuck Dawson. It, I was gonna say, is is Chuck the guy that's always kicking ass or what? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's, all right, all right. that's Ted Pryor. God damn it! In the prime of his life, right there, when I just, he is just so ripped. <laughs> I just love the random acts of violence in this movie, like especially oh, yeah. like those fight scenes. <laughs> he beats the crap out of everybody. It's <laughs> yeah. it's just hilarious. It's just like and, don't and show and up I, at his door un, un uh, unwelcome. Seriously. <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses he comes out and starts fucking <laughs> high kicking people in the face and shit. So we meet Chuck, mm. and then we oh, we, and Chuck's like snooping. He's a new employee and he's snooping. He's like going through her files. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in the office. Character. Like he's working out first. That's how we meet him. But then like he's in the office going through files, and uh, Rhonda walks in and was like, "Hello, like, can I help you?" and you know, that's when we find out that he was hired by the other partner of the business who the we never, partner. ever meet ever. Never yeah, meet. the senior partner. 
they yeah. they mention that senior partner a lot too. Yeah, but even to the point where like towards the end there was like some random girl in the office like writing up like a press like a press release or something and I was like, "Oh, that must be the senior partner." And then it wasn't. It was just some girl writing a press release. So um yeah they just kind of disregarded that another but, thing that they just kind of want if it's a dust it's not gonna he, yeah they, totally really, but then chuck goes so he meets the um he meets the lieutenant there as well and then chuck meets i think it's jimmy oh yeah jimmy there's jimmy two jocks uh, right there's jimmy and there's, yeah, there's Tommy. two jocks who look very similar yeah, I couldn't. I think the guy who's like, I want to open the, I want to pull your zipper down. And I think that was then, Jimmy. No, that's Tommy. What's that guy's name? That's Tom. Yeah, that's okay. Tommy. And, and Jimmy, the, Jimmy's the other one. Jimmy, Jimmy is the one who who's uh, lusting after Rhonda. And that's that's Fritz Matthews. Okay, so they get in a fight in the gym before they get in a fight in the alley, right? Yeah, there's like I a little like bit of a fist fight. fight. I think they just get the fight in the alley. I think he just, I think uh, he's maybe trying I'm... to start. He's trying to start shit with him, and then they end up having the fight in the alley in in the parking lot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. In the parking lot, uh, he was taking out the trash, and then yeah. he got to like take out the trash, you know. And yeah. it was funny because, like you mentioned, he pulls up in like a Ford Mustang, right? And then uh, Jimmy pulls up in a Ford Mustang and he's like getting all up in his face about him not hitting on Rhonda. He's like, stay away from Rhonda. She's my girl, blah, blah, blah. And they break out into like the most awkwardly choreographed Kung Fu fight. started today who's asking someone who's going to give you some real good advice is that right right well i can hardly wait stay away from Rhonda. get the hell out of here you don't listen very well do you stay away from her i'm going to take you apart piece by piece you just made a mistake come on And I was like, oh, so everybody just knows martial arts now? And then I thought, it's the 80s. Yeah, everybody say, knew martial arts. You forgot about arts. the 80s, bro. <laughs> I know. So yeah. that's another thing with Deadly Prey. The two of them have uh, uh, Fritz. He's um, he's like the right-hand man of the, vi- of the villain in the other movie. And Ted Pryor, he's the, he's the star of that movie. And... They have like their big epic battle at the end of that movie where uh, if you've seen any clip of that movie, you've seen uh, if you've seen any clip from that movie, it's this scene where he cuts off his arm. He cuts off Fritz's arm and starts hitting him with his arm. Nice. And beats the crap out of him with his with his severed arm. I, I always. And like so those. 
there is there is that scene and then they continually fight in this movie as well so they clearly have experience fighting each other good dynamic yeah yeah nice okay so from here i think this is like we get that action sequence and then uh chuck ends up going home with jamie and no that's a different girl he goes home with like another random aerobics girl okay i wasn't sure i wasn't sure because the copy that i had or something like that the copy that i had i know matt watched it there's a what's the name of the website you watch it on matt it was like cold oh yeah that's right yeah Um, actually great fucking site man the titles on there alone are just fucking amazing it's another free one then i take it Oh yeah, you know what? There, there, there's nothing to buy into, and and there's no ads either, which is really that's so crazy. You, you definitely check it out because you might you might see a lot of other things that you totally forgot about or something yeah. like that. Because because I saw, I definitely saw titles I've totally forgot existed, and I was like, oh my god, I oh. forgot this existed, and almost everything I was looking at on there looked awesome. Yeah. So I did definitely... see that they have a, a paid service. And mm. if you go month to month, it's $6.66 a month. But I wonder what you get out of that. Yeah, I, I don't know because I was able to access just about anything. and huh. They have some titles that are free and some that you'd have to pay for. To ah, watch. So okay. I think it just depends. On what they got to make their money somehow. But yeah. even at, yeah. even at that, it's probably not that expensive. I mean, yeah. what did you say? It's six bucks. Six sixty six. Six six six. That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's on purpose. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, it's got to be. Or eleven thirty four. You remember that? Yes. So hey, I got I I got to tell you about this, Jake. This guy introduced me to the the numbers eleven thirty four and stuff like that. So uh, somebody told us back in like high school, like, oh, it's hell upside down and shit. So every time uh, from the pager guy days, would when look... everybody had pagers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the pager days, right? <laughs> yeah. I know I had one. <laughs> did you ever have one of those, Jake? I did not. A <laughs> beeper. Jake's oh, like, I, I wasn't a drug dealer, so no. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so funny. It's like, what, what the fuck were we thinking, man? Like, just trying know, to be like, cool, man. They seemed yeah. really cool. I was jealous of the people who had them, but well, really, all you got out of it was you, you had some somebody that would just every once in a while send you the word boobs. Remember that? Eight zero zero eight S. I mean, five, we, did, we did. We definitely did it on the calculator. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you're finished at eleven thirty four story. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So uh, this guy brings it to my attention about the 1134. And now, like, I can't unsee it. And this guy, he's always looking at the clock. He's always looking at the clock at that time. There it is again. You know, it's just kind of funny. It's one of those noticeable things. Yeah. Yeah. He just always catches it in time. Because upside down, it says what? It says hell. Yeah, sure does. And now that I've listened to Jay-Z's album, uh, 444, every time I look at the clock, it's 444. Jay-Z's yeah. still around. Yeah, man. I like him better as an adult. He's married to Beyonce. And he owns the the Nets. Yeah. I, I like him. I like his rap style better as a mature adult than uh as a younger trying to come up in the ranks kid. His his stuff as of late is it's it's adult. That's the only word I can use for it. It's just very adult. So he grew uh, up. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He talks about missed opportunities for investments and the value in family and like, but he can still rap about it. So I'm I'm all about it. Um. Okay. So Chuck goes home with Mystery Girl. Debbie, I believe, is her name. Debbie. And they go have uh, Diet Pepsi. Yeah, Diet Pepsi in the backyard where she has backyard a phone. Some lawn chairs. And she, she has, a, has phone. a phone. Yeah. I was like, that's baller ass shit to have that kind of phone, like landline phone out there. Well, she's got that phone just so Chuck can make his call. Who did he even call? He, he called, called the partner, his, right? Like, the partner? Supervisor, whoever the hell. Yeah, whoever hired him. Yeah, Mr. Erickson, Chuck Dawson. Yeah, yeah, I know all about that. Uh, nothing, I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah, I know that's what I'm getting paid for. Look, don't worry about it, okay? Look, I gotta go. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then she went in, got comfortable, and came out half naked <laughs> and like... I'm I'm hoping he had a good time. She didn't even come out in underwear. She comes out in a bikini. I don't understand. <laughs> How is that comfortable? I think to Matt's point, it's the eighties. It's not it's less about comfort, it's more about like the fashion statement, you know? Like check right. out my hard bod. Yeah. yeah, this 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 movie screams fashion to me. Oh, no question. Which funny too, I forgot to mention in the beginning when Veronica gets into the um tanning bed. She like there's a moment where she's like posing before she gets into it, so you like, you see the side of her, and I was like, she has that that like that strong, like bodybuilder body that looks more mannish than anything else, and I was just like, oh, gross, not my style. Oh, one more thing on that phone call, we learned that Chuck Dawson's real name is Charlie Dawson, I think something like that, or he says it's it's. It, He's going by, he's using his own name while undercover. He says it's Dawson. He says it's Dawson. That's that's what it is. He says it's Dawson. I didn't even put that together. And it's just like, well, wait. So he's he's undercover using his own name, which is probably not logical. Wait, are, this is the the uh, private investigator you're talking about, right? Not, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. The, not the detective? No, no, yeah. The private investigator. He is pretending to be an instructor at, uh, or a, uh, I don't know. Is he is he an instructor? Is he a janitor? Seems to be cleaning up. At the, at the yeah, he was lot. taking out the trash before he got a fight. Yeah, he was the janitor while he was also the bouncer, security mm-hmm. while he's also the detective. Pretty wide range. Hey, man. which is also confusing because isn't doesn't Jimmy work there? I can't tell if Jimmy works there too. No, I think Jimmy's just a creeper. Okay, Jimmy's just agreed. Yeah, right. I, I think okay, he just yeah. like goes there and like because he was there. Remember, he was. So this is this is I think this is that transition, right? So we go from the backyard to now we're back inside the studio. Another like seven minute video of the aerobics, which uh, Matt, I think you were gone when uh, Jake said this, but Jake counted eight times they used the cutscene of them working out in the aerobic studio, and I honestly believe that. 50% of the movie is those cutscenes. Like it was just so like there were so many of them and they were so long. Yeah, it's, there was, not, there a was long, a it's not a long movie. Oh, it's in, it looks mm. like a buck twenty. But yeah. like half of it's like the aerobics B roll. Like I felt like I took up a, a chunk of the time. But this is where we see Jimmy. Uh, at least this at least the shots were easy on the eye, right? 
I mean, exactly. It is. What it is. Yeah. They, they know what the audience wants. Very true. Exactly. You know what? Thank you for that. Because I was like, all right. I already liked the way this is. When I, when I started, I was like, all right. This thing we'll was like this movie for late night cinemas. There's no question. Yeah. But this is also where we see Jimmy watching the workout. And he's just like standing there creeping on all the chicks. And when it's over... Well, he before it's over, like this girl just like keeps making eyes at him, and then when it's over, she walks up to him and is like, "Hey, what's up, Jimmy? And you got any plans tonight?" And he's just like, "Uh, no." And like he somehow like brushed her off in a rude way, where she was like, "Oh, I don't have any plans." And he was like, "Oh yeah, go figure or something like that." Or <laughs> yeah, too know. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's what it was. Oh, that's too bad, and just walks away <laughs> laughing. I don't know yet. What about you? I don't have any plans yet. Too bad. So then we follow Diane. Diane leaves, which it was funny to me because it seemed like it was daylight in the aerobic studio. And then when she leaves, it's nighttime. And then the officer is following her. The, the detective is following her, follows her um, to her apartment. She comes in. She gets changed. I swear to God, she has a photo of herself in the apartment in the background i was like okay a little egotistical but whatever um and i don't i don't remember what happens when she gets into the apartment oh well she goes to check her messages and she calls a service that tells her and it's probably the saddest the saddest piece of dialogue i've ever heard <laughs> But she she hung it up in that slow like like <laughs> okay, okay like oh god I'm unimportant <laughs> it's so it's so sad <laughs> and uh, yeah no it's it's just sad and then you've got Campbell there who's who's trying to save her so the killer was in the house right or in the apartment i guess so yeah i don't know when the killer got into her house yeah it that was kind of a a, a strange look it just kind of happened but this this is officially when i really noticed the whole safety pin and i was talking to 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 paul at the time uh, i was like wait is that a safety pin <laughs> no i think yeah. what had actually happened was matt was like wait was that a and I go finish that sentence. And oh, that's like, yeah, that's like, what it was. Yeah, no. he's like, no, it's all right. I go, no, 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 finish that sentence because I'm, <laughs> I'm almost sure that the end of your sentence is going to be correct. And he's like, was that a safety pin? I was like, yes, it was a safety pin. I mean, that's when I knew that that, that I loved this movie. That... It definitely an original kind of weapon that I've never actually thought of using <laughs> because it probably wouldn't work very well. No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's right. like carrying around a nail. Like, yeah. How much right. do you really do with it? Or like a screw with a screwdriver. Like, oh, still. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, though. I, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so I, I had to double take on that one. I was like. Yeah. Like, so Campbell shows up and he starts banging on the door without identifying who he is. Ah, uh, yes. yeah. He's just like, let me in. Let me in. <laughs> 
and he's just not saying I'm police or anything like right. that. Right. Yeah, it took him a while. And and before he got there, I was like, you know, if you probably just announced that you were the cop, she might let you in. Yeah. <laughs> and it might she might be alive. Yeah, that too. And then so I I had wrote down in my notes like why why was he even following her in the first place? And then I remembered in the first killing at the um, studio, he found like a knitting needle in her locker yes. and he thought that was the murder weapon. And so he was following her thinking that it was her. So that, that I was like, okay, I got it. Okay. So there yeah, is some he, logic to it. Yes. He asked about her too. And they're like, Oh, she's uh she's, she's a uh, shy and kind of like a really, recluse. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't really talk to anybody, but it's also just like, why did, why did she have a single knitting needle in her locker? And it's covered in, I mean, I guess it's covered in blood because the, the body was in there. Yeah. yeah still sense. odd. Yeah. Yeah, it's still very odd. So the murder goes down. He's calling it in. And then I think this is the time where we see um, the taggers. They come over to the aerobic studio and they're tagging on it, right? I think they wrote um, aerobicide. Right there, you go. And and death yeah. spa, death spa, which, which eventually, yeah, death spa, yeah, that's right. Which I was reading, you know, this movie is attributed to being like the foundation for aerobics themed horror movies after the fact. One of which was named Death Spa. Mm-hmm. Which I'll need to there, look up. There was quite a few of those back in the day, right? I mean, yeah. I'm really thinking about it. I think there were like four at least. I think this might be the only one I've seen, though. Oh, no, I've seen Death Spa. Death Spa is good. God damn. I want to say there was another one. Oh, what is it? You know what I was thinking of? Jake, have you ever heard of this? I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, God. Body Melt. Oh, I haven't actually seen Body Melt. I know. Okay. For some reason, I, I got those kind of vibes with this. But even though it was nothing like it, it had the same, I don't know, a lot of bodybuilding, a lot of like Static. fitness type shit. Yeah, yeah. Except body melt just went in all kinds of weird directions. I still don't quite understand the movie. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it just kind of fell in that category. I guess. Sometimes those are the best ones. No, nah, you watch it yourself and you see if you can create a structure. You're like... All right, how did you get from this to this to this? And you're like, all right. Still, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so on that very short list of uh, the movies kicked off an entire subgenre of workout-related horror movies, which include Dance or Die, which is in 86. So that doesn't make sense. This movie came out in 87. Yeah. Death Spa in 88 and Slash Dance in 89. Slash Dance. I've seen Slash Dance, too. I, I I hear that and that I think of like flash dance. Yeah. That's probably yeah. where where they were kind of going with it, you know. Mm. So um I think Diane's death, correct me if I'm wrong, Jake, is the only one that doesn't take place in the aerobic studio. Um well, I mean, we haven't gotten any more of the deaths yet. Okay. I believe Fair enough. there's at least one. That I can think of. Because that I didn't realize was a death scene until it was revealed later. Okay, fair enough. 
Um, so we go. But yeah, back. most of it is in the studio. I I agree. So we go back to the studio. Another cutscene of the workout, and then there's some guys that are working out, and I think this is the first time we see a male killed in the uh, workout studio, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other friends. Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wasn't one of the one of the one of the taggers was killed? Oh no! All the taggers got killed. Was it all of them? Yeah, they did. They get killed one by one, and they are very clearly in there to pad the runtime. Because why are they there? We've never seen these characters. Why are they tagging the studio? Why would anybody care about them? And then whoever it is just chases them all down one by one and takes them out. Yeah. Because yeah, they kill they kill the the spray painter guy first, and then they kill the girl. Like they sneak up behind her in the alley, and then the last one runs to her car, and they have that stabbing into the into the roof of the car. Oh, I forgot about for that. A really yeah. long time. That's like the third movie in a row Matt and I have watched, where like someone's like trying to get in through the top of the car because we just did Mutilator, which um, the dad at the end is trying to get through the soft top. Then we yeah. just watched uh, Intruder, which I think. Um, they had somebody at the top of the car trying to get in, and now uh, this one too. Yeah, it's definitely an easy uh, place to get someone stuck, I guess. Yeah, I don't know enclosed space. Get out. <laughs> Not a lot of places to run. Yeah, I get it. It's a little fearful place. Um, and I remember uh, I, I had made a note that um, that scene was kind of like uh, uh, I wrote like whack a mole, but the murder kind. Because <laughs> he's just like trying to get in where where the, and then like she ends up uh, the the killer ends up like stabbing the person in the top of the head and just like they lean forward on the steering wheel all that blood just comes rushing down. Oh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. Uh, yeah. So then um, that's when we cut back to the aerobic studio, and then we start seeing some people die in there, and it was funny because. Um, this um there was the one with the um with the dumbbell mm-hmm. right and i like that kill that was a good one well, like first first he's like lifting and somebody pulls a pin and it like hits him and Did he the, seems like he gets knocked right in the forehead right like he's got that like and he's like ow yeah. and then all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden <laughs> like fuck i think that would hurt a little bit more yeah. than that <laughs> And then his buddy comes in and is like, are you okay? And then he gets stabbed in the head with the safety pin. Yeah. So two for one. Right. So like, and that one was just like jab once in the forehead and then that's it. It was like, dude, dunzo. And then that's when not Jimmy, uh, but Tom or Tommy comes in and sees everything that happens. And the cop came in or was it Chuck? Chuck, Chuck Dawson comes in. Chuck came in. And and punches the shit out of him dude for reals <laughs> it's one of those do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> right back into the kung fu yeah. <laughs> it's like it never left uh, to be continued and he comes back like whooping the ass all over again and he, so- he gives him no opportunity to defend himself or say anything it's just he just beats the crap out of him immediately i made two notes about that scene number one chuck's not a very good like 
guard because now two people are dead on his watch, like within seconds of each other. And then he comes. I I couldn't remember Tommy's name, so I just kept calling him Red Guy because him and Jimmy looked the same. Jimmy wore black. Tommy wore red. Exactly. So I I put, and then he judo chopped the shit out of Red Guy. Yeah. (laughs) That was awesome. I, I just I love how out of place those fight scenes are, but I love how they just kind of go go like go right into it. I, it's it's kind of like I don't know. It, it's kind of like uh, you know, you got this this one kind of movie here, but when the fighting starts, it's a totally different movie, right? I mean, that's a Prior Brothers thing. If you if you like that kind of movie. Go watch all of their movies because like 90% of them are action. Like they, they, you can tell they're fascinated by horror, but action movies are their bread and butter because I mean, Deadly Prey is basically like a violent, like you could see it as a horror movie because of all the gruesome violence in it, but it is an action movie. All right. Yeah. That's the, I I think you would send me the link for it and I, I didn't put it together right away because I'd want I you sent me the link for it and I watched it and I was like, Oh, I totally need this in my life. And then watching the movie last night, I was like, let me look up some of these people. And then I was like, Oh, this guy's in deadly prey. Oh, this guy's in wait, hold on. Like half this yeah. cast is like part of deadly prey. So, um, I might have to go watch that. I like, I like when, um, when people kind of do that, you know, they, they, they like kind of build a family, like a rapport with the, all these actors and stuff like that they more they're probably all friends you know they're probably all buds and stuff and they just like keep keep recasting them in like different roles and stuff i like seeing these kind of movies where like people move around in different character roles and stuff like that and you kind of see their potential but it also makes you feel like you're part of the family too you know yeah yeah and i would it makes for a good workflow Right. Because you have a rapport with somebody. Yeah. You know what they like. You know how the, you know, you know what the director likes. The director knows how to deliver um, feedback to the actors. And so, like, it just, it just flows better when you have that kind of rapport. Nice. So, uh, they're hauling away the two bodies. I made a note of like the corners. Like, they're here like every fucking day picking up bodies. And as soon as I said that to my wife, the corner looks at the uh, one of the corners looks at the uh, the detective. And he's like, "See you tomorrow, Lieutenant." <laughs> it's it, that 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 is actually like a good comedy line there. Like most of the comedy in this movie is not intentional, but sometimes they get it right. That I definitely agree. I I feel like it was de- it wasn't it wasn't set up that way, but the delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I laughed quite a few times. There was a weird uh, dream sequence too for Tommy. Really weird. So he gets like knocked out. Oh right? yeah, and then, I know like, what you're talking about. He's dreaming that like him and Jamie are about to start doing it in the locker room, and like she starts writing on him, and then while she's writing him, another Tommy comes out from around the corner, and like pulls her hair back and like cuts her throat. And like, and then he, I think he woke up at that point. I don't remember if there was anything after that. 
no, yeah, he woke. That's it. He woke up. But it's like, okay, that yeah, was the dream he had. Yeah, and again, it's probably you know to to your point earlier, which is like probably just fill in time, but. I, it was to get more TNA in there. You got to get, you got to get her to show. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. To, yeah. That was the only time you saw her topless. Because the, the, the girl who died in the beginning, she was, um, she was topless in the shower. And then Jamie was topless in that scene as well. Might I say she had some nice tits? Sorry. It was the 80s. <laughs> yeah. God bless yeah. the 80s. Um, let's see. And then um, I don't remember where it goes from there. I think, you know, the whole time. Tommy, Tommy's Tommy's being locked up because they think that Tommy is the murderer. But he's just in the locker room and the uh, Morgan's there. The cop is there and he's just like, all right, I'm going to question you in a minute. So, like, see you later. Uh, stay in here and there's a cop right outside and then of course the murderer is in the giant locker room with him to kill him (laughs) it's like these cops are just terrible at their job horrible the amount of people that are killed while they're in a building is just like you might as well just be involved in the killing Right. right and it's not even like like a business suite park type building with like elevators and shit. It's just like, again, like I attributed to like someone's house with like a big room where you can do aerobics. So like, yeah, it's, it's not the biggest of places. Which is why it makes it so obvious who the killer is. It's like, you've kind of narrowed it down at this time, at this point to only a handful of people. Yeah. You know what? They'd have to have access to the, to the studio. I never made a question. I, I kind of thought that this was going to turn out something like, um, uh, God, what was it? Uh, was it uh, Black Christmas, right? Where the killer just happened to be a nobody. It wasn't really anybody you thought, you know? Yeah. yeah. Actually, and I like the killer on there too. But uh, I, I thought it was going to be something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we were made to think that it was going to be one of these characters but it turns out it's just some other guy that goes to the gym or some shit well it's interesting because they in your point with that with with like the pov killer and black christmas there's a lot of pov in this movie where they're kind of trying to hide who somebody is like even there's a scene when he when morgan is driving to diane's house earlier on where he's like you're just seeing him driving then you're seeing him loading his gun but you're not seeing who it is. And so it's like, okay, is this a murderer who's driving this car? Who Who's driving the car? Because we're not seeing who's driving the car. And then eventually Morgan steps out of a car. And so I guess it was Morgan who was driving because he's got a gun. Yeah. But they, they do this where they're kind of like trying to hide the identities of people with these POV shots. Hmm. But I don't think they really know what they're doing. They're kind of just trying to keep it mysterious. Um, so somehow from there, Jamie ends up dead. There's another yeah. like blonde girl that's like working out late well, at so, night. So Tommy gets killed, okay. and then yeah, Jamie also gets killed. Yeah, and some girl just randomly finds her um hanging from a noose in a closet.
and then um yeah that's a, the 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 blonde girl random blonde girl finds her and then also gets killed and then the cop who was left behind to uh to to protect these people walks in and is like oops i, mean, I forgot to do my job again <laughs> <laughs> So we cut from there to Chuck trying to get into Rhonda's house. No, it's Jimmy's house. At that point, I think. Ah, he's trying to break into Jimmy's house. Okay, and that's where the detective like kind of meets up with him. It's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, is that, no, is no, that... that's, and, and that's where it gets confusing again because we see him investigating Jimmy's house while Jimmy is working out. He's just like doing bench presses in a random place that's dark. It could be the studio. It could be somewhere. He's just in like a, a dark room doing bench presses. And what? meanwhile, Chuck is checking out Jimmy's house and he's finding all the guns. He's got lots and lots of guns. And then he's, I guess Chuck goes to Rhonda's house after that because he starts peeping on Rhonda swimming in her pool. Oh, I forgot about that scene. Because then Rhonda's peeping in her pool, and then Jimmy shows up at Rhonda's house and is like, this guy was peeping, and then they have their big fight, their second fight right. at the pool. Right. Because he ends up he ends up quitting, right? <clears throat> like, he ends up not wanting to do the job anymore, or like... Well, he says he's quitting because he's being forced to quit, but then he clearly is not quitting because he's there investigating Jimmy. Right. Because... He says that he shows up to Rhonda's house in order to protect her from Jimmy. Meanwhile, yeah. Jimmy's there to protect okay. Rhonda from Chuck. And then they have their big fight. Right. Cool. And Jimmy basically kicks the crap out of him. Yeah, he got a little beat up too, I think, because uh, it cuts. He, it get, cuts he gets to stabbed the... with a rake. Ah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Dude, that was so random. So I. <laughs> First of all, he's swinging the rake, and I'm all. I I didn't get a clear shot at what it was. I was like, "Is that a hoe? Like a garden hoe?" I was like, "No, it's a rake." Okay, he's swinging away. And I'm just thinking in my head, how many takes did they have to do? Like where the guy may have accidentally hit the other dude because I feel like that could go wrong real quick. Like when when <laughs> when acting out a movie and stuff, especially when you got one of those big old freaking uh garden garden tools and shit just swinging it around it, it, i mean it looked like he was being really careful with it but yeah when i saw the stabbing of the leg i just i just thought it was so funny how silent that scene one was <laughs> like he's just jimmy like actually oh fuck sorry go ahead <laughs> no no that was it that was it jimmy actually did the the actor uh he actually smashed his head on something on the wall during while they were filming that scene and he got a big gash, and he ended up having to stitch his head up. He put on he, the spot he stitches. He, he puts ten stitches in his head so that they could finish the scene. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this guy is a Renaissance man. man. Also, yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> he's also, I think, he was the fight choreographer. Explains a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's a badass, Fritz Matthews. Okay, so um, I'm kind of skimming through the movie here. I got it on the website. Well, I think from there after the fight scene, was it, it, it that was when uh, they were in what's her name's house, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, and we found out that Chuck was hired by the mysterious senior partner. Right, and then he was a. Oh, oh yeah, there, there was that, and then the the detective discloses that the dude is a private investigator, right? Jimmy, Jimmy's a private investigator. Where is he? I think I better ask the questions, Charlie. It is Charlie, isn't it? Charlie Dawson, private investigator. You know, I knew there was something about you. The Simpson case, wasn't it? Five, six years ago? It was closer to seven. Look, what the hell's going on here? You want to tell me about it here, Charlie, or do I put the bracelets on you? He's going to run, and you're going to lose him. We'll catch him. Right now, I want to hear the whole story. And I want to hear it straight. Yeah, well, that makes two of us. Well, I guess it's all over now, isn't it? Her partner flew me in from San Francisco the morning after the first girl got dusted. Just wanted me to check things out, that's all. And did that include spying on me in the middle of the night? I wasn't here to spy on you. I was here to save you. Oh, right. That guy Jimmy, I saw the way he looked at her in a spot. It was weird, you know? It was uh, definitely not normal. What kind of pictures? Just pictures. After that, I figured around it was next, so I came here. And tomorrow you leave here, back to San Francisco. You got me. Hey, he's all yours, Lieutenant. But you better get him. And you better get him now. Which... No, Jen, yeah. Not Jimmy. Yeah. Chuck. Chuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting all, all these names mixed names. up and shit. They're all such generic names. <laughs> right. Well, I'll let you guys take it because I my my recollection from this point on is a little foggy. Chuck was so Chuck was in Jimmy's house and he found all the photos of Rhonda. Oh, that's right. And so he's like, I think it's Jimmy. That's why he showed up here to protect her. Well, that's not all. Earlier this evening, I went over to his apartment and let myself in. Guess whose picture is plastered all over the walls? Mine. You got it. And clearly, Morgan, the cop, he also thinks it's Jimmy. So now Jimmy is on the run. And that's when he meets um, Jimmy. So I think this is where we there's a scene of Chuck leaving the workout studio with his suitcase. And Jimmy's in the alley in the in the Mustang and he goes to run him over. Yes. And then he kills him. Yeah, he he stabs him, but you don't see it because he's off like he's on the ground and the camera doesn't pan down or something. Yeah, and and that's the end of the ice pick. Yeah, with just a big ice pick. And that's the end of Chuck. They killed him off. Our protagonist of the movie, they killed him off. It's bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, just a random kind of send off. Because you you like the fact that you don't see him on see him killed, my thinking is like, oh, he's probably still alive. Like Jimmy, Jimmy's doing some sort of you know double cross kind of thing or something like that but no no chuck's dead which is typical of you know these movies where like you, you know you think he's dead and then he shows up at the end you're like oh he's not dead exactly. he's gonna be here to save the day and then like spoiler alert he doesn't come back yeah he's dead yeah. <laughs> but oh, what, what, what was that guy on uh things that disappeared for like majority oh of the movie my God. <laughs> yeah i totally forgot about dude jake have you seen things things I'm no. gonna guess no. No. 
it was made. You should give it a watch. I swear to God, <laughs> it was made on camcorder by these guys in Canada who were literally like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's just do something. And this dude disappears into like a different dimension <clears throat> or I don't know. He just disappears yeah. with no explanation. And then he shows up at the end of the movie with no explanation. It was it was uh, some kind of scheduling. Remember we were talking about that. It was some kind of scheduling conflict with the actor. Um, oh, that's right. And and so that their their only way to excuse uh, or to to make an excuse for it in the in the movie was, oh, we'll just have him disappear. <laughs> and he literally <laughs> randomly disappears. And oh, he must have disappeared in this hole in the wall, some random small hole. And then just like shows up at the end like a badass. Like you we gotta fight him off. And you're like, where the fuck were you in like the last 45 minutes of the movie? Like, it's just like yeah. what? <laughs> God, God bless these these, these small time films. I love them. All right. So we cut back to so now uh Chuck's dead, and then it cuts to the detective ringing somebody's doorbell. And what we see is this back shot of this burn victim's head reaching for a wig. And it's a short hair wig, which immediately is immediately. Like, I was like, Darth Vader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but here's the thing. The wig is jet black. It's jet black. And mm -hmm. then when the person puts it on and turns in that way, we're like, Oh, my doorbell just rang. Who's at my door. We see that it's, Rhonda. And then she goes, opens the door, lets the, uh, the lieutenant in, and then it cuts to her talking to him with her real hair, which is like sandy blonde yeah. and like longer than the wig. It was like, you didn't even Does try to make the wig. <laughs> yeah, match. Does, well, the thing is, like, you also, you see that wig earlier in the movie when you're not seeing who, who is wearing it, and it's just like, were they trying to hide who the killer is by having a wig that doesn't look like her hair? It's very strange. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, it does not match at all. Do you remember what the cop's doing there, Matt? Uh, wait. Why he came what? to see Rhonda? <laughs> well. The, the, uh, I, the detective. I, I forgot what led him there, but I do know he was there to tell her that he knows her secret. Well, he he put it together like he, right. he yeah. or at least he thought he did right, which was like, hey, I think I figured this out. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he thought he figured out the killer situation, but in in announcing this, he's also explaining that he he knows who she really is, uh, um, found out who she was, knows who she was, and stuff that that she's got no no skeletons in her closet he doesn't know about, kind of thing. Which, but who is she? Uh, I forgot. She's the God. burn victim. Lieutenant. Miss Johnson. Well, what is it this time? Lieutenant. Have a seat, Valerie. Valerie Johnson. That is your real name. It was. I changed it legally. Uh-huh. You know, after last night, I was almost convinced that Jimmy Halleck was our man. Oh, he's nuts, all right. But the pieces, they just didn't fit together. The motives, they're all wrong. There are two common denominators in all the murders. All the victims were members of the spa. Number two is what I just couldn't figure out until today. All of them were good-looking, beautiful people, in great shape, 
perfect bodies, one might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, but we, we already knew that at this point, right? Because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I'm telling you, I didn't, man. Even seeing the we, back, even of though Freddy you Kruger just saw head. the scene where no. she put like the. <laughs> No, I, I put that God, together, I did not man. Put Come it on, together, man. I didn't. I was like, oh, why she? Why who is? Yeah, this? she's a burn victim. Yeah, I figured that out as soon as she put that wig on. I was like, oh, all right, here well, we go. It was, it was yet another bizarre thing where, like, she legally changed her name, but her name previously was Valerie Johnson, and now it's Rhonda Johnson. So she it changed, didn't right? Really just her do first anything name. to change her name. Yeah, she just changed her first name. Yeah, right. And it's the same thing with Dawson. He's he's his name is Charlie Dawson, but he goes by Chuck Dawson. Hey man, <laughs> when you got to write a script in six days, like you know, something's got to give. Come up with a different last name. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Right. To me, it's one of those things like, oh, fuck it. No one's paying attention to names. Like, nobody's going to sit around and critique this movie in, you know, 30 years from now. So who cares? We'll just change the first names and it'll be fine. And he also he also uh, uh, starts telling her that, that this gives her motive. Um, and then uh, how he. Well, he believes that since she is this burn victim, that uh, she's jealous of others being so perfect you know where she looks at herself as a burn victim like less than perfect uh uh nobody's gonna want to sleep with her stuff like that so he he's using that as her motive Rhonda johnson who used to be the perfectly beautiful valerie johnson until 70 percent of her body was burned in a tanning spa accident five years ago look that's enough valerie johnson who was to become the modeling world's newest young star but suddenly couldn't get a job starring in a freak show. That is not a speech that flies today. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I was thinking harsh. that. I was I was thinking that too. I was like, oh man. <laughs> People will be eating this one up. This dude is really, really harsh. I mean, yeah, she is probably a murderer, but like he says some messed up stuff to her. <laughs> oh yeah. You are hideous. <laughs> You're a freak. Well, it didn't Don't help that she opened up her jacket and she's got like I Freddy Krueger body, you know? <laughs> what do you want, Morgan? What? Look, is this what you wanted to see? Is that it? That's not necessary. So you found out my terrible secret. So what? That doesn't mean I killed those people. I think it does. I think it eats you up inside to look at all those young, beautiful bodies, knowing that you have to spend a lifetime hiding yours. Knowing that any man would get sick if he tried to make love to you. <laughs> yeah, Freddy. Yeah, the female version of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, right? you couldn't nail that better. It was funny. I was reading something about the special effects, and they're like, if you ever want to, if you're ever low on budget and you need to make a burn victim, they're like, pe- a generous amount of peanut butter goes a long way. I was like, oh, makes me wonder if a lot of that stuff was just peanut butter that they slapped on her head. There's like, there's actually one point I think in the end where like you can totally see the bald cap, like. Uh, I just they didn't do a very good job of hiding it in the makeup. Yeah, she's very. Yeah, I, I know what, what part you're talking about too. Yeah. The, the lockers, right? That part. Yeah. Um. So he goes to arrest her, right? Brings her in, uh, or at least was going to. He puts her in the back of the car. Then he gets a call that um there was a uh, they found the body of Chuck, I think, and mm-hmm. they liked uh, Jimmy for it. So, um, she reaches 
from behind the like the, from the back seat with her hands cuffed. <laughs> and it was like, well, you let me go now? Because like obviously it wasn't me. <laughs> none of those other ma- none, of the, none of the motive. None of those other murders matter now. Headquarters to Morgan. Come in, Lieutenant Morgan. What is it now? Chuck Dawson's dead. Same M.O. Bodies cut to ribbons. When? It was Jimmy Halleck, all right. We've got two witnesses and we've got the weapon. He's still loose though. I just put out an all points on him. Lieutenant. So he lets her go and then he goes over to meet Jimmy and like Jimmy gives chase and they end up in like some uh, construction site. (laughs) Typical like chase shoot him up scene. Um, The detective ends up getting a hold of him. Um, They ended up fighting. I don't remember what resolve, like what the resolve was there. He beat the shit out I of the cop and then he just left. With the chase, you can definitely tell that Fritz Matthews does his own stunts and Campbell does not do his own stunts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because Matthews I noticed that yeah. out there, and every every time they cut away from Campbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Campbell just kind of like fell graciously but cautiously yeah. at the same time uh, when he got like kicked in the chest. So now it's nighttime again. We cut to Rhonda's workout and Rhonda is there. She's like looking at herself in the mirror, kind of like having this like come to Jesus moment with herself. And then she walks into the locker room. This is the scene where she takes off the wig, puts it in the locker and we see the bad bald cap. Um, She gets into the shower. I must say, yeah, it was the quickest shower ever, right? Uh, Yeah, I don't remember how long she was in it, but... um, Jimmy I mean, obviously, you can chop it up to like, oh, they were just kind of cut to the end of it, but just seemed like a really quick shower. Like she was just like, eh. especially compared to the uh, early, early shower in the movie where she seemed to be in the shower for ten minutes. Oh yeah, the the first girl <laughs> yeah. remarked that she was melting <laughs> for being in the shower so long. So she's there. She gets out of the shower. She sees Jimmy's there, and Jimmy like came to confront her. So she pulls her revolver out of the locker. Biggest uh, fucking gun I've ever dude, seen. Dude, it reminded me of Jack hold. Nicholson's gun from um, the Tim Burton Batman. Remember when he just Batman, like, yeah. pulled it out and it was like that long ass barrel and he shoots uh, the Batwing? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was like a dirty, hairy gun, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, God damn, she's packing that motherfucker. Like, it's just funny because usually you're expecting like these, uh, you know, these goddamn hand cannons. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm thinking like what little, like, you know, uh, sock pistol or some shit like this. She's oh, got a big ass pistol? fucking yeah. like 357. Like, yeah. right? <laughs> so he's dead. And then um, the detective, the lieutenant, picks up Rhonda. Yeah, we just cut to now he's driving her out to the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and this was a weird... I, I, fu- so, like, okay, so, like, Jimmy's, like, like laying there yeah, dying, out of place. right? And, like, she, like, comes... Like, he's shot on the floor, laying down. She comes up, like, point blank, just executes him in the face. Or oh, that's no, what she I'm asks, assuming. why'd you kill Chuck? Oh, I don't and remember like, that. I did it. Yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. Why'd you kill Dawson? Because I love you. I couldn't let them catch you.
That's yeah, that's right. She kills him. And that's when you realize, oh, Chuck's dead? Really? Yeah, that yeah, that's the point. So tell okay, so like you said, now the detective is driving her out to the middle of fucking nowhere in his little beat up Toyota. She gets out of the back dressed all fancy. She's in heels walking down this hill and he pulls a shovel from the back and they start walking down the road and they get to a certain point and he starts telling her a story. And like, I gotta be honest, he fucking lost me in that story. Oh, totally. I was like, what the fuck is he talking? He's like talking about somebody else who died, but like, he's talking about his dad, I think in the war or something like that. Or what? No, he's talking about his dad as a cop. It's he, he, Campbell does not have great delivery. And uh, he, it's tough to, to listen to his stories sometimes. Matt, did you pull anything from this scene? No, I was actually very confused by it. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was starting to think, I'm like, did they just like put like some random scene from a different movie in this spot right here? Like, well, obviously not, but it's just kind of funny because it, it seemed very out of place. I thought that there was a, a, a direction they were aiming for here, but there just wasn't, uh, you know, yeah, it didn't seem to work out. I was just like, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you said, he takes her out to the woods, you know, with the shovel and telling her this random story. Like she's probably going, why the fuck are you telling me all this? And But she also should probably be able to put it together. He's got a shovel. They're in the middle of nowhere. Right, right, right. He's, he's well, going on. you know, he's there to like bury her or some shit. Right. Right. That's, that's the assumption. Well, he does pull yeah. his pistol out at one point. I really thought, you know what, to be honest with you, when, when they first got out with that shovel, that is not what I thought w- w- was going to be. I thought they were going to, like, dig up some dead body or something. That's some what shit. I thought, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I thought that he was going to un- uncover some great secret and shit. And, like, you know. <laughs> I It's the secret partner. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So this weird scene happens, which none of us can make heads or tails of. And then like, it just transitions to like the end of the movie, which is Rhonda coming back. No, to no, work. she, she hits him with the shovel. I was going to say, yeah, she yeah. Gets, oh. she, she gets the jump on him. Does she, hit, which, does she kill him? Do you know? We don't, all we see is that she hits him with a shovel, which I, in, in this world, it's I assumed? think. Yeah. Yeah. It's because assumed that I think she killed him. How does she get out of it if he's not dead? But right, it, right. That was like. Just everyone is so bad at their job in this movie. I mean, yeah. how is this guy a cop? Yeah. Let alone detective <laughs> lieutenant. Get the jump on him. He's got a gun and a shovel, and somehow she gets the jump on him. And yeah, really bad job taking taking control of the situation. Yeah. And aside <laughs> from that one beat cop that was there, he's got like no backup the entire time. No. Nobody well, there to watch his back. But at this point, he's clearly going rogue. Uh, yeah. off the grid. Yeah. yeah, he's going rogue there. But mm-hmm. if you're going to go rogue, I think you'd be a little bit more careful. I would hope. You know, tie her up. Prepared. Yeah, tie yeah. Tie her prepared. up. <laughs> put, put yeah. hand, you've got yeah, handcuffs. I was going to say, he's got handcuffs. You, just, you know, handcuffs. What the, what the, what the fuck? He you even know, let her follow it. behind as he was, yeah. like, walking out to wherever they were going. He could have beaten him up any time. 100%. 
And we know she's got a pistol, so like, yeah, I don't know. Again, no, uh, I just removed the nonsensical. Makes yeah. no sense. And then you've got the weird ending. Oh my god. Okay, so, so she makes the escape. She knocks dude out with the shovel, and then she is being credited as like the hero for killing the the murderer. Right? I guess they pin it on Jimmy and like, Jimmy, yeah. oh yeah, he was he was the guy, and I killed him. And this place is safe. Like she'd been worrying throughout the whole movie about enrollment, people dropping off, things like that. And so now this is where that like some random girls in there writing the press piece. And she's like, oh, you know, this is going to boost um, stuff. And, you know, we're going to get more enrollments and this is going to be totally good. But like her walk from like coming into the aerobic studio to getting to her office there's a part where she stops because everybody's like applauding her. And there's this weird cutscene where she like looks at the camera and she just like it's a close up of her. It feels like a dream sequence to me. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Like it, it really feels like they cut the, like they figured this movie out in post. Because like <laughs> what, what that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> you've got this tacked on scene at the end with the cop. Sure. And then now you've got this weird scene where everyone's applauding her, which does not feel real. And then you've got the last shot where she's sitting at her desk and she pulls out the safety pin. Yeah. Like we haven't figured it out that she's the murderer. Yeah. And the face that she makes just like, you know, grinning into the camera. It's so weird. Yeah. And then then, it's over. And then you end the movie on another dancing sequence. Yeah. Yeah. In between. uh, Yeah. Some more workouts. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> some more workouts and some some aerobic music and shit. Which um <laughs> have people like I think Tammy or not Tammy, but Jamie is leading the workout um at this point in an outfit yep. that she was already wearing before. So I think it's the one she was killed in. But yeah. Yeah. That's killer workout. Uh I'm sorry. That's a robicide. There you go. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I I I, I like the fact that uh, we're going with the robicide. I didn't think Killer Workout was a bad title either. I just I kept telling myself in my head, I'm all, Killer Workout, man. <laughs> <laughs> like something that you would say to the guy next to you or something. Killer I was workout, like, that, that, that delivered a lot of cheese and stuff. But the, yeah, the way this movie is presented on this platform is actually uh, Killer Workout, but it's like subtitled as robicide which is yeah, weird there is actually i think two different uh formats of it where one was just just killer workout and then there was killer workout robicide huh i wonder if what i've seen is different because yeah my copy of the movie it's got a bunch of damn like it's very clearly a vhs rip mm-hmm. because there's a bunch of damage in it there's that's like a how i saw it too that's how you saw it too where yeah. like there's that one part where in the middle where it just starts flickering and even in the end credits, it starts to get blurry. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, did. I think the part the top. where Chuck had used the phone at homegirls in homegirls backyard, it like shifted tone and the sound got slower. And then when it was over, it like shifted back and caught back. Up. I don't know, yeah. It was weird. I think it was like a rescued film. Like maybe they, uh, you know, it was out of print or something like that. Mm, and interesting. They saved it. Yeah, because I, I, you know, not to trash it in any way, but uh, films like these, like, uh, they're kind of, 
uh, slip by. Like they, they, they don't have. So sometimes they don't have enough credibility to go into like uh, digital platforms and stuff like that. And so you, you need somebody to, you know, like. It was a straight yeah, to this one was a straight to VHS in the UK first, released as a Robicide. And then when it got released here in the States, in I think it was the same straight to VHS as Killer Workout. Hmm. So maybe it just didn't have enough notoriety overseas. And they thought maybe changing the name would help it pick up some steam and I mean that it happens all the time, like you know, yeah. films that they get their names uh, altered and stuff. We talked about it with know, Mutilator, right? Where it it you well, well, I mean that's that's actually within the that's that's within you know that's more like it was named one thing and then they changed the name after. What I'm talking about is is like you know like oh oh okay okay for example you know um uh. Dawn of the Dead in Italy was um is zombie, right? Zombie one. It's the original zombie. Um, and then what we know as zombie here is actually zombie two. It was their version of a sequel for that movie. Um, just like little things like that, like uh they, they just alter the title in different ways and stuff when it comes to like overseas and stuff i, I don't know i guess it makes more sense you know? yeah the the i think a big part of it is the translation right like what we call yeah, killer workout probably doesn't translate and have the same meaning when you translate it to like german or french or japanese or whatever so they yep. end up giving it a different title but kind of similar well, not always. Sometimes I mean, it's, it's kind of like, like uh, you know, Jason Goes to Hell. When Jason Goes to Hell came out, like, if it was a more conservative kind of country, they're going to be like, well, we can't have a movie called Jason Goes to Hell, so we'll call it Friday the 13th Part 9, you know. Jason like doesn't go to heaven. <laughs> Jason <laughs> doesn't go to heaven. Uh, yeah. I. Jake, I I wanted to say, man, I I actually did thoroughly enjoy this movie. I I mean, believe it or not, for its uh, for as uh, as old as this movie is, like the quality doesn't look so bad. Uh, it, it, and to me, it still kind of holds up. Like uh, uh, like uh, aesthetically, I good movie to watch. You know, uh, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a fun I movie. It. That's what I. Yeah, that's what I love. I had about a good it. time with it for sure. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It, um, it's just totally playing to every '80s slasher movie cliche. And we love those here, man. It just seems like they're oh, having fun. They're yeah, they're enjoying themselves. That's what's important. And they don't take it seriously. And that you you can tell that uh, they're just. They were definitely partying when they're making this movie. <laughs> yeah. You know that that's why that reminds me. Um uh, me me and my boy here, we 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 went to uh, I don't even know if you remember this, Paul. We went to go see Grindhouse double feature. You remember that, Jay? Yeah. Okay. We're sitting there watching the portion of the Planet Terror, and we're just we're just like at that part where um uh what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, what's uh, what's uh, that dude L Ray's name? Uh, it's it's Ro- Robert Rodriguez's like nephew or something like that. Freddie Rodriguez, life. I think. Yeah, yeah Freddie. Freddie Rod- he's he's on that little mini bike and shit. 
and we're just sitting there and he couldn't have said it better himself he's all like man what i wouldn't wouldn't give to be in the making of this film i bet you these guys had such a good i was like yeah i mean all the time (laughs) i i was it was funny because i was even just thinking about that movie a couple days ago i just remember that part and stuff where he was when she finds out she's pregnant and she's all right i'm pregnant he's all i know so how'd you know he's all, I never miss. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Being a part of that whole writing crew and just like getting to like shoot all that stuff and make all the gross stuff happen. Like it's gotta be so much fun to do, dude. Yeah. And so, so like, with like, what were you talking about? Like this, like, I'm sure they had a good time, like put, you know, putting things together and stuff like that. So ultimately it's not about like, you know, how good the movie is. It's just how, how well they work together and stuff. And, what what they what they attempted to do and yeah, I, think I think it's more they... about how how good it makes you feel and to me <laughs> yeah I, well, I is it entertaining to you that's that's yeah. the thing yeah. does it entertain the audience that it's going for and I think this definitely kind of that 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 hits that that spot you yeah. know for there's definitely like those movies that are bad the intentional intentionally bad movies and then the movies that are probably trying to be a little bit better quality and they just come out bad. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of the movies that are intentionally bad. Yeah, like sometimes they can be right, but for some reason it's the, it's those movies that uh, that were not meant to be that bad. That yeah, really that, that just turned out pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I agree. With you can you tell they're striving for perfection. You know what I mean? Like they're giving it their all, and it's just not good enough. But like it's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my draw to these types of movies is uh they're like the underdogs you know i i think matt and i have talked this, about this before they're just inspirational in the sense that like it just makes me feel like i can just pick up a camera and go and just like shoot some <laughs> shit and someone's someone out there is gonna like it he's still True. got a lot of credits in a movie like this there's <laughs> a lot of people who work on these <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, like, when you compare, like, these kind of movies to, like, uh, nowadays kind of movies and stuff, how 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 right everyone tries to get it and how perfect everyone tries to get it, where, like, back in these days, it's kind of like, hey, he fucked up on this on this scene. Ah, eh, we'll just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, like, patch it up, like, like you said, in post and stuff. Fix it in post. There, there was that <laughs> right. one... Uh... <laughs> mutilator was like that right where like we talked about the first kill scene in the in the pool they were supposed to make this oh yeah that's right like this girl gets um impaled by like um like a spear gun from the bottom of the pool which would have been a total jason kill because we were talking about how how it kind of fell in that that category of like slasher films the the whole slasher but the effects team couldn't get the prop to work. So in the end, they were like, fuck it, just drown her. She'll die that way. And that, was just, that was the kill scene. She just drowned. <laughs> Which, like I said, personally, in a lot of ways, it, it was better that way. I, mean, I, still, I still like it when movies follow that pattern where it's like, eh, not so cool of a kill to the best kill ever. It's like they hit these like tears where they're just like, let me outdo the last kill kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I think a, a drowning kill was probably a bet the best way to open that one up with I mean, who wants to drown? That's that's gotta be a terrible way yeah, to die in. Drowning anyway, right? or burning or like, no, no thanks. 
<laughs> yeah. Probably two of the worst. Well, Jake, great pick, man. I can see why, you know, I can see where the inspiration comes from on this one. And I know you sent me a list of movies. So should you choose to do this again with us down the road? I think Pieces is going to be the next one because that was one that was on your list. And oh. since you and I have talked about it, I've been seeing it everywhere. So I think it's a, it's a sign that, uh, yeah. that that's got to be kind of next on the list. Uh, have you guys seen it? No. Oh man, uh, it sounds familiar to me. It actually does sound familiar. I'm trying to think of do, do I know? I, I, I know actually went to. I first saw it at the New Beverly. Um, Eli oh, Roth fucking was, love that place. Curating Eli Roth curated a bunch of movies there, and it was a double feature with pieces. And I can't remember the second one because I didn't stay. But um, yeah, those those uh, those double features at that theater are great. Yeah, that's Matt. Do you remember the New Beverly? It's uh, Tarantino owns it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's, that's the one we went to uh, went to the screening of Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Oh man, we got a killer story um, on that. But... Actually, uh, you know, we just missed it too because I think it's like every every February because yeah, Quentin Tarantino owns it. Uh, I think that's his birthday month. So every every February they do um, Tarantino films. They um, do them all the time, like sporadically here and there, but. Yeah, yeah. I saw the director's cut of uh, Hateful Eight there too. That oh, was man. fun. Love that movie. And then we 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 revisited Pulp Fiction there. Oh yeah, that. on the thirty five millimeter, I think. Yeah, that was a late night viewing. I I um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Patton Oswalt, and he used to do these um, hey. movies at midnight. He would do these double features there, and so yeah, I'd always comedian? want to see him. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to do a double feature at midnight or yeah. Yeah. No, I think it would like start at 10 and then it would run into (laughs) midnight. That is a late night. Yeah. Late, late night. So I went because, um, I've always wanted to see him live and I I still haven't seen him live at this point, but he, he, he attends the, the double features and he does Q and a. So, I think the ticket was like eight bucks for two movies at the new Beverly. And you, you're like in this small ass theater and Patton Oswalt is like right there. And so I sat in the front, me and Raymond sat in the front and we took pictures with them. He signed posters for us. And I was like, dude, I spent like, I don't know, maybe 30 bucks the whole night and got like a meet and greet, got to talk to him. Got There's no way I would be able to get, I'd be able to get that if I went to like go see him live or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah. I love the new Beverly. That place is awesome. Sometimes yeah, you just got to catch him at the right time. Way too long, but it's, it's a great theater. Yeah. So, I, I, I wish they'd give it a little bit of an upgrade, but you know, yeah, it there, is there, it's there's ways, charm. there's ways of doing that and also keeping the aesthetic, you know, like you can modernize everything without like, you can modernize a lot of stuff without like overhauling the whole place and still keeping the vibe to it. All I care about is the seats. I just want good seats. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Everything else is just fine. The seats probably is still stiff as shit. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of like the Pac-10 over here, Paul. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I basically don't go see movies anymore unless there's recliners. Mm, that, I know. That's hard. Well, most, most, uh, most theaters nowadays do have those, though. Right? Exactly. Yeah, they've all rebuilt them all and stuff like that. You're like, oh, 
fuck, mm-hmm. man, you can stretch out. You're like, all mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to have the guy that's like blaming you for kicking his seat in front. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, dude, it wasn't me. I saw co- <laughs> me and Alan went to go see Cocaine Bear on Sunday. And uh, we saw it wife, in those recliners. And it was just like, just magical. The, the movie was, I don't know. I fucking loved it. It was great. The 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 gore to it, the kill scenes were fucking awesome. Oh man, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's it's so fun. Yeah, I've been waiting for that one. All right, Jake, that's it, man. Yeah. Sorry, we kept it a little longer. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. I haven't spoken this much in a long time. I lost my voice. (laughs) (laughs) I know how it goes. I spend all day talking at work, and then I feel like I'm a horse the rest of the day, but. Yeah, dude. Hey, dude I'm, I'm so glad that you came on to here, man. I'm guest and stuff. He told me all about you and stuff, and I was definitely um, waiting for this day. So yeah, it was good to have, have yeah. a guest and knows what he's talking about. You know, watch these kind of movies, and hopefully we can have you. You know, back here in the future, we can all do something. You know, yeah, do more. Yeah, man. All right, dude. We'll let you go. Have a great night. We'll you talk too. to you later, man. All right. We'll see and you. Thank you for the movie. Yeah.